Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode three of A View to a Kaku Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show, we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today on this, the first day of autumn? Oh, is it the first day of... I didn't know that. It is. Yes, today you is know, the day, September this, 22nd. Like, the seasons always seem like they start way later. Like in my head, they should have started earlier. Like we're at the end of September. Autumn should have started at the beginning of September, but whatever. I know. Uh, my, no, man, I'm good. My brain still tells me that the seasons like start and end around summer, va- like high school summer vacation, even though I have not been a student in a very long time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm feeling old. Because I got an advertisement today, like, hey, teacher, would you like to use, like, this educational product? And it is an edu- it's wordly wise. It's oh, no way. what we used, yeah, it's what we used when we were in high school, and I got an ad for it, like, hey, would you like to use this thing in your classroom? And it was like, oh, that's fun. And then it was also like, oh... They cannot still be of using course. those workbooks, right? Like, now it's all on an app or something? I would imagine the workbooks are available, but it was for an app. You know, I say, oh, about getting old, though. But, like, I would rather die a thousand deaths than be a teenager again. <laughs> hey, listen, like, man, I can- <laughs> like, you have to deal with, like, the indignity of getting advertised something from your youth. But on the other hand, you don't actually have to do your Wordly Wise homework again. Although, to be real, I, I kind of love I was going to say, work. I liked Wordly, Wordly Wise. Wordly Wise. It was a vocabulary uh, workbook. Yeah, unsurprisingly, I like vocabulary. <laughs> but um, that's you know what not else? what we're here to talk about, Matt. You know what I like, You know what Dave? else I like? I like Ninja Is Sentai it? Kaku Ranger. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. Oh, man, man, I yeah, I'm sorry. I, I should have given you the moment to guess. I apologize. Uh, but yes, you your instincts were correct, Dave. I love Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. Eh, it's episode three. I like Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. I'm leaving so room for We growth. will. I anticipate loving it, but oh, right sure. now, warm acquaintances. Uh, today's episode, Dave, is called American Ninja. But before Warrior. we get to that, and I, dude, I, you, you do not know how hard it was for me to not say that. That's cool. I got you. <laughs> Uh, today's American Ninja Warrior, um, but before we jump into that, Dave, it's time for our officially award-winning opening segment. Uh, two years running, by the way. Two years running with that award. Oh, yeah. Thanks very much. I, uh, I, got, I got Dave the trophy this year. It's, <laughs> I'm very proud of it. It's got a microphone on it. Yeah, yours, the one you got is definitely better than the one I got you. Well, you're, you I know, don't know we've, if I had a, had a mic year option. to refine the process. We've had a year to up our game, Matt. 2016. Uh, so, Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What's our first star of the week? So, our first star of the week, Matt, is my second favorite fall holiday. Okay. After Thanksgiving, which is, it's not an official holiday, I would admit, although I think it should be, is that fall TV has started. Which uh, Dave Fall has flung. <laughs> I feel I okay. I know, like I am joking, but there is a degree to which I do feel like. Oh man, it's back! All the shows I want to watch. Okay, so before I watched this, we before I watched this, before I came up here to do this, I did watch the new episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nice, it was nice. hilarious, dude. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a quality program. It's good TV. And I watched the new episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have not yet finished last season, which I know now is on Netflix. So I need to do that before the new episode. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you. Okay. From Hulu. Well, then I won't talk about it. I mean, listen, oh, my gosh. Hulu. I know that the Ghost Rider is in it. 
Yeah, he is, and it's awesome. I'm so angry at Hulu. Okay, so I was watching The Flash, but I was like a little bit behind, mm-hmm. and they ju- they went like episodes, like they replayed it, right? But they were only doing an episode a week, despite the fact that the whole season is already out, and they just did one a week. But then they got up to 12, and then they were like, oh, new episode. So I started it up, and it's just like, bum, bum, bum. Last episode, big reveal. And I was like, wait, what now? And then I X'd out of it, and they had jumped up five episodes. <laughs> so you can't, yeah. So now I just know this thing, and they don't have episodes 13 through 16 up on Hulu. And so now I, I've got to wait for I it to actually, be on Netflix. I was going to say, I actually don't think that Flash going, like the CW DC shows, going forward, are going to be on Hulu. I think they made a Netflix deal. Well, that is great because, yeah, that would be awesome. So now i got to wait for it to be on Netflix. So you got to wait So I can year. watch it. No, no, no. It should be, when season three starts up, they usually put season two like on Netflix. Oh, so, no, like, no. It should I'm be good. you have to wait to the end of season three to watch season three because it's not going to be on Hulu. I think. I could be wrong about that. That's what I Oh, heard. yeah, man. This, I don't know. This level of Hulu detail this cannot be interesting is to our listeners. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, Nobody cares guys. about this. Yeah, except, so, so it's like, okay, well, the CW, they like made a big deal out about it. They're like, oh, from now on, everything on the CW is going to be free to watch and like you can just watch it. And that we've got an app for the Xbox. So it was like, oh, sick. I'm going to go get that app and I'm going to catch up on Flash. And I got the CW app and those jerks also don't have episodes 13 through 16. So now I'm just what? stuck. Okay. Yeah, they just don't. It's like their show and they don't have it on there. They've got everything else, just not those th- five episodes of Flash or whatever. How many? 13, 14, 15. Those four episodes of Flash. How so weird. I don't know how I'm going to watch it. Man, who knows? I'm just mad now. It's probably on Netflix soon. But like, okay, I have not watched, like I said, I'm behind on a couple of shows. So I have not started watching any new seasons of things. But you want to know what I did watch the other day? What did you watch the other day? Because now it is on Netflix, whereas last year it wasn't streaming. I started watching the first season of Supergirl. Oh, dude, we're like three episodes in or four. It's super good. Dude, okay, listen, I'm not going to spend a long time talking about Supergirl. This is not a Supergirl star. This is a general TV star. But here are two highlights from the first 10 minutes of the first episode. One, Supergirl saves a plane before the title card comes up. And super people Boom. saving planes are like, that's my favorite thing that Superman does. Yeah, clear, yeah, definitely. Like if a plane is falling and one of the super family catches it, like that is my jam. It's, I'm down. I'm it is in. my favorite part of... It is so much my favorite part of Superman Returns that it might actually be my favorite part of any of the Superman movies. When he saves that, I, like, believe, I buy it. Like yeah. space shuttle slash like airliner jet, right? And then he says it's still statistically the safest way to oh, travel, so and you're like, good, dude. awesome, Superman. Yes, okay. Love here's it. the other thing. You know who's in that show? Dean Kane, the one true Superman, is in that show. Oh man, I loved it. Oh, I love because I, I didn't know he was in it till I started watching it, and Neither then he came I. up, and I was like, "Dean Kane!" And Beth was like, "Why is that a big deal?" I was like, "Wait, he's Superman. He played Superman." For and me. listen, I I know that like I feel like we are in the minority that like Dean Kane is our like one true like live action like our favorite Superman. Superman. Yeah, like, we're the only we probably guys are. who do not who like favor Dean Kane over Christopher Reeve. But dudes, I love Dean Kane. He was so good as Superman. I loved him. I, I want to watch Lois and Clark right now, but it's not streaming anywhere, and I do not want to pay for it. Yeah, no, definitely do not. Uh, but, Matt, so Fall TV has started. It's very exciting. That's our first star. What is our second star of the week? Second star of the week, Dave, is another thing I was watching recently. So I just uh, last Sunday, I forget the exact date, but a couple of days ago, I recorded an episode of a podcast that is not yet out. It'll be out in a few weeks. Uh, and you cannot listen to the other episodes yet because I think this is going to be the first episode of that show. But it is Jake oh. Mason, a friend of the show, former guest uh, of the Morphin oh, yeah. Kid and his sort of sundry projects that he does. Uh, right. This is yet another podcast that he's doing because apparently uh, he hates sleeping. It's, yep, that sounds accurate. That's the only reason that I can think why he would do this thing to himself. Uh, but his new show is called <laughs> Explain Me an Anime, 
where he has people on to explain an anime to him because he is not like a super anime guy. So he doesn't know a lot about various animes. So ah, I, okay. And I went through a phase where I watched every anime that was available Just to me. Just a bunch. Like, if somebody drew it and it moved and it came out in Japan, like, I watched it. Like, I was 100% down. Yeah, automatically. But I'm not there anymore, but... No, that's the weird thing. Is like, I, I have a period of anime where I watched pretty much everything, and anything from before or after that period, I have almost no knowledge of. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yep. But uh, the So show- is this literally just you go and you talk to Jake and you're like, so here's what here's what this weird thing is about. Yeah, but here's the thing is I chose to do Hikaru no Go and I still don't know why. Because if you guys don't know what Hikaru no Go is, Hikaru no Go is like a sort of pleasant coming of age story about this like elementary school kid who is by the end of the show, like in early high school, I think. And his growing rivalry with this other boy his age that he meets as he learns to play Go and becomes like a professional Go player. And also there's a ghost from like the, not the Heian period, but like a thousand year old Go playing ghost that like inhabits him and teaches him how to play. But, like, there's not much show. Yeah, like, awesome. It's a great show, and it's, like, weirdly intense and super engaging, especially considering the fact that, like, I barely know how to play Go. <laughs> Although, I'll tell you, I so I, I was binging on this Hikaru no Go last weekend, trying to remember enough of it that I could talk coherently about it. Oh, like, getting ripped up for the, okay. I hadn't watched the show in, like, ten years. Uh, and yeah, so, right. I... I had a great time doing the show. I, I hope I, I assume that Jake is going to cut it together to make me sound like I am making sense because he is very good at that. Um, and so, like, cut out all of the weird <laughs> rambly bits where I cannot remember characters' names. Um, but two things, guys. Hikaru no Go is on Hulu. Uh, if that sounds interesting to you, it's all on there for free. Subs and dubs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, second thing is, dude, like. I wish I was better at Go. I don't have anything else to say about that, but like, man, Go is a great game, and I wish I was good at it, and that's all that I have to say about this subject. Dave, (laughs) what is our third star of the week? So, Matt, our third star of the week is a thing that you're you're doing. I don't know why you threw that to me. That was a real... Come on, man. Get professional with this. I'm I'm just trying to keep you on your toes, man. I just want to make sure that you know where we're going next. Yeah, Uh, no, I I do. didn't want to leave you in the dust. There's a list engaged. in front of me. I do. keep you engaged with the process. <laughs> Matt, what is our third star of the week? Third star of the week is I got a new telephone, Dave. Nice. Listen, we don't have to talk about this too long because, like, this is not a podcast where we tell you about our new telephones usually. But I got a I'm, new uh, internet telephone uh, from the Apple Corporation. Um, oh, one of those smartphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the smartphones with the screen. Like, it's basically a mother box, but it doesn't do boom tubes, which is kind of uh-huh. lame because that's, like, the best thing that a mother box does. Yeah, precisely. Well, that and calms you down out of your homicidal rage. Sure, sure, sure. sure pinging. Sure. That works somehow. Hey, man. So, everybody's got their own, like, ASMR thing going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I got a, a, not the new, new one. I got a 6S, but, like, there's so much weird new stuff that, like, I did not realize how far my old phone was behind the times. Because, like, even the one I had before, which was the 5C, like, is basically, like, a tiny miracle box that will do anything that you want. And, yeah. And so, now that I have a new one that does even more stuff, like, I kind of don't know how to process those new things. Like, if I press a button, it does one thing. If I push on the flat screen, that is not itself a tactile button. But if I press on it harder, it registers that, and it does a second thing with that button. What? Uh, like, it reads... Listen, like, these are not new things. Uh, these are, like, <laughs> the advances of Apple telephones from last year. But my, the, my home button is now a thumbprint scanner, so I never have to enter my password anymore, which I did not realize was a pain in the butt. But now that I don't have to do it anymore, I cannot imagine a world in which I have to enter my password every time I want to open my phone. Dude, that is the so, like specifically like a thumbprint sort of thing is one of those like like I don't know why I care about it because obviously I carry a phone with me and anybody who wants like anybody with the authority to could look up where I am in like a 10 foot radius or something 
And I know that you can like turn the mic on at any time or whatever. It's basically like a tiny spy box that I voluntarily carry around with me. But the fact that like it would know my thumbprint weirds me out a tiny bit. Dude, it weirds me out also a tiny bit. But on the other hand, I don't have to put my password in it anymore. Okay, yeah, that's uh, a fair I, point. Like, absolutely, absolutely worth giving Apple your thumb, thumbprint <laughs> on that one. No question. It's not like, you know. I know that's really cool, man. Yeah, it's fun. The one weird thing about it, like the thing that's throwing me off the absolute most is that the screen is larger than my last two phones because my last two phones had roughly the same screen size, right? Mm-hmm. But this one is just larger enough that there's room for one more row of apps. But I've already organized all of the apps that I have in such a way that it fills five rows, but now I have six rows, and I don't know what to do with this weird empty sixth row, and it has been really messing with me all week. Guess you gotta throw the phone away, man. You just Listen, can't. I mean, it was a it was a good couple of days. I enjoyed but, it. I I had a chance to put all of my prints on record. Um, right, you know. just no no coming back from that sixth row. <laughs> that's that's sixth the mar- row. that's the death now. Um, uh. So. Matt, what is our fourth star of the week? Fourth star of the week, Dave, is that uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've had one of these, but I was driving around the other day and I noticed something, so that means it's a commute update. Commute update! Okay, well... All right, so what happened in your weird okay, commute? So I was trying to think of a fun transition there. I had nothing. Right, so I'm, I'm driving to work the other day, and I'm stuck in traffic, as I am, because there's recently there was like super construction around my place. I think I've mentioned it in previous commute updates. It's still happening. Yeah, you have. It's real gross. It sounds lame. Um, but I'm driving down the highway, and I look to the side of my car, because we're going very slowly, or we're stopped or whatever, and I see a guy go past on a motorcycle. And he's driving, he's riding a Harley Davidson. And he's sure. got like a, uh, like a brown sort of canvas jacket. And he's got a beard. And he's got aviator sunglasses. And he's got a bandana around his head. And the Harley has like flames on it. Like flame okay, detail or so paint on it. Like rad so far. And, you know, he's got like jeans and boots and stuff. Yeah, right. But here's the Super thing. Dick. The guy's winning. He's doing a great job. He was like, like at a glance, he looked like he was my age. Uh-huh. And then later that day, I was driving home, same highway, other direction, and I see a different guy, not dressed the same way, but also about my age, and also on a Harley that also has flames on it. And I was just struck by the weird thought that, like, there was a window at some point recently because I've never seen guys my age driving motorcycles like that before. Yeah, no, that is strictly, generally, I feel like 50 and above. Well, okay, here's what I don't know, because I feel like I just missed a window that I didn't know about. You know, like, when you turn 18, you can vote. When you turn 21, you can, like, go out to the bar and get a drink. You know, and apparently when you turn 32, that is the age where you are allowed to go out and buy a motorcycle with flames on it. But here's my concern. And listen, I was never going to go do this. But I feel like when you are 33, that window has passed. And it does not yeah, open you again can't. until you are 55. Like, there's a <laughs> very brief window where if you have prepared yourself, like, appropriately. Like, you've gone out, you've bought the outfit, you grew out the beard, you have the sunglasses. And you say, like, I need one more thing to complete this look. You are at that point allowed to buy that motorcycle. But if you like, if you're not, yeah. Oh, dude, if If you're not prepared, if you wait for five minutes, that's fifteen years of station wagon that you got to deal with. (laughs) Listen, that's fine. I drive a station wagon. I love it. It's got tons of room in the trunk. But like, if I could have, you know, if I was that guy and I had missed my window, I cannot imagine how sad I would have been. Yeah, just crushed for like 15 years. Like, can you imagine being the first guy who missed his window and later that day seeing the second guy and just thinking like, oh my gosh, like I just realized it's over. Like, I can't do it (laughs) Anyway, that is my commute update. And Dave, why don't you tell me about a thing that we saw this week 
in our oh, man. fifth star. Okay, dude, super exciting. And there's not actually a whole, whole lot to say about it, except that they have put out posters with the news, like teaser shots for the news awards yeah, it, for the Power Rangers movie. It's coming out in January. And like, they look real cool, man. They look real cool. And the thing is, like, every third thing this movie puts out makes me real. Like, if I was, listen, if I was emotionally invested enough in the Power Rangers movie, every third thing that it put out would make me super nervous. But, like, I'm kind of chill with however it ends up. Like, obviously, I hope it's cool and I like it enough that we're talking about it right now. Yes. Oh, also, I did just see on the Ranger Danger Guys page that Bill Hader is playing Alpha 5. Dave, that is the exact thing that I was saving in my back pocket to tell you, like, in three seconds. Well, I'm real sorry to have stolen that from you. You you have opened your own Christmas present. But yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, dude, Bill Hader is playing Alpha 5 in this Power Rangers movie. Dude, no, that's amazing. Um, I love Bill Hader. He's hilarious in, in, like, literally everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, and, so like, and dude, those, listen, those swords look real cool too. The swords look cool. the The outfits do still look weird, but like next a little to, bit next to the swords, they look better. And also, like every named actor that they have announced for this thing, I really like. I mean, I don't know any yeah. of the people who are playing the Rangers. They're all like kids, which is perfect. That's how it's supposed to be. But right, like, precisely. Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Banks, and Bill Hader. Like, that's pretty good, right? Probably. No, that's super good. Anyway, that's all I got to say about the Power Rangers movie. No, just excited to excited to see it, excited to watch that thing. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I am weirdly more excited to see what they do with like the Alpha 5 redesign than what they do with the Megazord redesign. Mm, I don't know that I'd say that, but I am excited to see it. Anyway, that's that that's just my quick uh gut gut reaction to that. But Dave, Let's now develop gut reactions to another show. Uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to watch episode three, American Ninja, and we will be right back. Ninja, ninja! Okay, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode three, American Ninja. Dave, was was the American Ninja everything you hoped for? Not necessarily the episode. Just tell me, did the American Ninja himself meet your expectations dude i did not okay i don't actually want to talk about it save to say that if i had had expectations i think they would have been exceeded i just like long habit has taught me to do my best not to come into the show with any expectations so no i completely understand like you 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 hear the words american ninja and you think, I might know what I'm getting into, but I don't want to push it. And then when you do yeah, get exactly. not only that thing, but like a bigger, better version of that thing, it's a real magical moment. So, But we will get to that okay. shortly. So, yeah. So, like, let's get into this bad boy. So, last episode, what we, fi- what we ended with is that Sasuke had gotten a Makimono scroll, which is the giant robot scroll, and it taught them the transformation technique. And Matt, you were totally right. They do, in fact, transform into those giant robots. Yeah, that is 100% confirmed now. They are turning into a giant monkey robot. Well, at least Sasuke is. Yeah, but nobody else has them so far. So we start the scene, and it's Sasuke and Saizo, and they're just, like, chilling out. And Saizo's like, hey, why do you get a new Ninpo? Like, what's up with that? And Sasuke says, man, I don't know. I, I think there's only one scroll. I think I'm just the best. Yeah, it's so great because the I, look on Sasuke's face is so glorious. He's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I guess I'm just the best one and I get to turn into a giant robot and you get to hang out on the ground. Like a nerd. Uh, so they're at a crepe truck. It turns out, like I thought they were just at a crepe truck. It turns out Nekamono in addition to being their transportation is also their day job yes. because he is a he's a food truck yeah, nekamaru, nekamaru is a food truck it's amazing 
that they do crepes out of. And Surahime is like manning the crepe station with... Seikai. Seikai, thank you. So Tsuruhime is manning the crepe bus with Seikai, and they're like, dude, you guys got to come help. Fighting yokai doesn't pay the bills. It's great. I just, I can't, this is amazing. It's so great, because you're like, dudes, like, stop sitting down. We need your help. And they're like, dude, our job is not to sell crepes, my dear friend. Our job is to hunt yokai. She's like, yeah, but... And Surahime's like, yeah, no, 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 I... I get that. I get it. Like, I've been doing this like literally. We never stopped. Yeah. Like, so this is not River City it. Ransom. When you beat up those yokai, they do not like say barf and drop all their money on the street. You actually need to do something so that we can buy food. <laughs> so uh, Seikai and Tsurihime are like, you know what we should do with all the money we earned today? We'll go get a nice steak dinner. And that obviously motivates the other two. And they they're just like, chanting oh, yeah, steak. wait, what? Huh? Yes. Yeah, which is a little, I mean, whatever. Okay, which is so wonderful because back- it's, it's it's very great because like in the last in the first episode, uh, Sasuke and Saizo were arguing over food and they were completely broke, and now it's like, oh yeah, right. Like now they actually can do these things. It's a nice. I don't know if I would call it a callback, but at least it's a sort of continuing character like trait. I guess I. <laughs> they were just desperate for that- decent food. That Sasuke and Saizo are broke because it just never occurred to them that they could get jobs. Like, they just don't know that that's a thing. And Surumi's like, no, you don't. You have to just come here and do the... Okay. So we go back to the narrator, and he says, what's this week's yokai? And what it is, is it's a dude with badger makeup, I think? I and he's in a taxi. could not figure out the makeup. I immediately thought cat makeup. But it could be any kind of animal, honestly. It's... Like, you know, there's a nose and, like, it's whiskers very broad, painted yeah. on. It could be a badger. It could be a cat. It could be an otter. I honestly don't know. I just, yeah. And so he's driving a taxi, and everybody that gets... We see him, like, with a few different fares, and everybody that gets in this taxi is terrible. Also, everybody in this taxi is 100% fine that this 100% adult man is just wearing makeup. Yeah, and of and course... I, like, like, I just... He's to be yogi. clear... yeah. Yeah, he's not like he doesn't look like a yokai. He just looks like a dude with makeup on. Okay, but here's the thing: is he is a yokai, so I have to assume that that is not meant to be like, like real oh, makeup. Like, like that is meant to be like that dude's face. I think, like in oh, okay. story, yeah, like that dude just has a weird animal face, and no one is mentioning it. Yeah, everyone's completely chill about it. So finally, the last one that the last terrible fare that we oh, see. Do, do we want to talk about the terrible fares for a second? Sure, because I the, mean they're all terrible. Yeah, but they're terrible in uh, you know each in new like irritating ways. The first one is a small child and his mother. The mother, of course, sees nothing wrong with the small child's behavior, and the small child is just reaching up and grabbing the taxi driver's ear and twisting it. Uh, and the, the mother's only complaint is that if he continues to do that, he will get his hands dirty, which is just like the coldest moment. So, <laughs> And then there's like a drunk guy who throws up in the back of the cab, which he is not happy about. And then the third one is like a younger dude who, as they're going along, looks up at like the, the fare as it's rising on the meter is like, whoa, 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 whoa. That is raising way too fast. That meter must be yeah, broken. Yeah, it's like, there's no way that, like, that is how much money I owe you. So the dude actually dives over the seat, steals the, like, the fare meter, and, like, pops out and kicks the taxi and is just like, this is a ripoff taxi, and he just runs. And finally, this is, like, this is too much. And the monster transforms, and it is a rad monster design. Oh, dude, it's so good. So this guy is called, and I'm going to try to say this right, uh, Oboroguruma. Oboroguruma. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's as close as I'm going to get, guys. Yeah. And what, okay, what he actually is, is it is a, like a living cart with like a giant face that like, 
ferries the souls of the dead to the afterlife. Oh, is this what that yokai actually is? Yeah, that's what the yokai like actually is. But this dude is just a very angry taxi cab. And what's so cool about this monster design is like, first of all, it, it looks like a cross between like a Super Sentai monster and like the living taxi from Roger Rabbit. Like the bits of it that are like super exaggerated. Wow. Yeah. Nope. Got it in one, dude. That was perfect. Thank That's you. exactly Thank what you. that is. Uh, but what's really great about it is that I think they built the costume like on top of like a wheelchair or cart of some sort. Because like it is a yeah, dude they... with like, you know, like he's in there and he's moving around and he's got arms and stuff, but it's also like a thing on wheels that's moving all over the place. That it, yeah, could like drive around. It's it's really cool. So Oboe is just what I'm gonna call him. Because we're going to say his name like a million times. So Obo is chasing that dude who stole his fair meter, who very reasonably is freaking out because that taxi turned into a monster. Yeah, that dude is having a day. So he runs and he like he runs and sort of stumbles through the little outdoor cafe area that the Rangers have set up outside the crepe truck. Okay, so Obero like attacks just by like bowling through them and they're just like, oh man, we got to like deal with this. So Tsuruhime does like a summoning ninpo and just summons their shark bikes and they all have like different names and different powers, I guess, but we don't know what those are yet. Okay. So the three names of the shark bikes, which by the way, Oh, okay. did you get them? I did not write yeah, them down. I did. Awesome. So she hops out from behind the counter and is like, oh, we got to chase them. Does like a little thing, as you mentioned, uh, summons the motorcycles and everyone is like, whoa, what's up? And she's like, oh, I used like, my ninja po to, like, summon this stuff. Like, I just used ninja magic to make you shark-themed motorcycles. So let's go murder this monster. It's completely glossed over because it's just, like, the introduction of their motorcycles. But it's an insane moment. And I just wanted to take a moment to just acknowledge that. So the three are called the Shark Bleeder. That's the red one. The shark okay. launcher, that's the blue one. And I think the shark slicer is the yellow one. Now the, I, yeah, I think shark slicer is. I think you're right. So the blue and yellow ones each have kind of sidecars, but they're not exactly sidecars. They're like platforms yeah, that are like, like kind of attached where like uh, like a, like one of the ninja can just like crouch on it and like just be ready to jump off at a moment's notice. Right, they are ready. They're not sitting. They are just like this is. It's like a ninja sidecar. It's perfect, actually. It really is because as perfect. they're driving, yeah, it's awesome. Because they, as they're driving, they're just like ninja perched on this thing, ready to, ready to leap into ninja action, which is so, really one of the best kinds of action. It's yeah, and so they kind of like drive off after Obero. So they start chasing after Obero. He unleashes, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's called the Honk Honk Fart Fart Ninpo. It is. That's not me. Yeah. Those are the words that are on the screen. Honk Honk Fart Fart. It's and it's like, like a poison cloud. Yeah, it is a poison cloud. And the, range, like, the rangers say in no uncertain terms, like, this car is farting on us and it's very bad. <laughs> Yeah, like, this is like, we are so I love this a monster. disgusting moment. Uh, this car is farting. Yeah, so this monster is amazing. And so they're like, all right, fine. Kaku laser. So they go to shoot Kaku laser. They start to fight. And then... Then. And then... Then the all American of our Ninja dreams arrives. come true. Okay, so the American Ninja, first of all... Is on rollerblades. Of course. What of other course. choice did he have? Right. Is on, he's on rollerblades. And he is wearing like a full on like costume shop cowboy costume. He has a, like a buckskin leather shirt like vest with fringe. And he's wearing chaps like, with fringe. He's yep, wearing chaps with a fringe. cowboy hat. He's got a red yep, bandana a denim around shirt, his neck. And he has Revolt, like twin six shooters. And he is on rollerblades. Dudes. And, 
American Ninja. It's, oh my gosh. So he jumps in and he saves Obro. Yes. The Rangers are super confused. And then, so, okay. So Sasuke uses his red slicer, which is the move that I thought only Sarudar had. But I guess he has it too. Hey, man, if you have the option to bowl a giant uh, shuriken, you should do that. I literally have no argument against that. So, <laughs> yeah, con- point conceded. You win that. So, but the American Ninja jumps over the Red Slicer and, like, shoots at them, but doesn't shoot them. And then American Ninja and Obero escape. So they're gone, and it's the four... Rangers left. So they're back at Nekamura. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's some Nekamura. Let me sorry. let me interject here for a moment. As uh the American ninja and Obero are leaving, the ninja like the Kaka Rangers look over at this new American ninja and they're like, dude, what is up? And he says to them in English. Oh, that's right. Like, hey dudes, I'll see you later, or something like that. I did, you know, I did totally forget about that. This dude just speaks English. Yes, and he speaks English with the um, the version of an American accent that someone who is trying to do an American accent does. Like, it's not a real American accent. This dude, like, he might, like, this actor might speak English, but, like, he is desperately trying to sound American. But it is that, like, oh, yes, I am an American. Hello. Would you like baseball? Sort of like... Oh, dude. I actually thought he they did... I th- I genuinely thought that they got like an American voice actor to do it because I thought his English sounded really good. It, do- it does sound good, but it doesn't sound natural to me, at least. Listen, I could be 100% wrong. That's just what it sounded yeah, like. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that it is very disconcerting. It's so jarring. To hear... Like, it's really jarring to hear, like, full-on American... Because, like, every once in a while, they'll use English words, but they're always, you know, they're always using, like, a Japanese-style pronunciation, right? right it's right. like a portmanteau, or not a portmanteau, like a cognate that they pulled over to use in Japanese. This is not the case here. This dude just sounds American, and it's very strange. Yeah, it's... So... And, like, it's going to keep happening throughout this episode and probably throughout this show, and... Maybe we will get used to it, but I did not get used to it today. So they are back at Nakamaru, the four rangers are, and what's what's Samurai Alfred's name again? Subaya? Uh, Sandayu. Oh, by the way. Sandayu, thank here you. Here is something, uh, here is a Matt Learns About Japan moment from this past week. Uh, thank you to uh, at Sweat Drop Emoji, a.k.a. Weed Lord Vegeta for this bit. Sandayu is... A historical dude. He was oh, nice. the guy who taught Goemon. Uh, Goemon being a dude that I don't know much about, save that he I... is a like Japanese, like sort of Robin Hood figure. Yeah, that sounds familiar-ish. Okay, so Sandiu does two things. He says, first of all, these crepes are not that great. They need more sugar. Second of all, here's the deal with Jiraiya who is the fifth American Ninja Ranger. Well, he's the fifth Ranger who is an American, and he's a Ninja Ranger. Yes. They're like, here's the deal with him. That dude's family moved to America just like a couple hundred years, like moved to America a while ago, and we have like lost touch with them. Like, We're just not sure what's up, but like that is definitely Jiraiya. Yeah, like, that's the dude. That is the guy you need to like be the fifth Kaka Ranger but I have no idea why he is acting a fool because he just got back from America, and I guess that's just what they do over there. Like, who even knows what those Americans are up to? And there is definitely a fair amount of just like, oh, America, like, what is going on? Which is hilarious. It is great. It kind of keeps up through the episode. So they flash from there, and Jiraiya is having dinner with Obero at like a street-side like cart thing. right? And... They're sort of talking, and Obro's like, listen, it's super rad that you helped me out. I really, really appreciate it. Here's the deal, man. I am going to take you to go meet the boss yokai, like the yokai who's in charge of all the yokai around here. You can help us, and we'll like give it to the humans. 
I'm not really sure why you're in for that, but clearly you are. So rad. Let's go do it. And uh, uh, Jariah. Thank you. Jariah says like, again, in English, like, yeah, man, nobody should be treating you like this. This is garbage that like all of these (laughs) like taxi fares have been so rude to you. And the yokai's like, dude, I do not speak English, but let's go meet my boss. Oh, yeah, that's another great part. Nobody else, Tsuruhime speaks like a little bit of English, and nobody else speaks English. Yeah. So he keeps trying to talk to them, and they're just like, we don't know what you're like, saying. Please. You're like, we know you, like, eventually, they're like, dude, we know you speak Japanese. Just please speak Japanese with us. So, <laughs> so as they are about to leave, like, wherever it is they are, Sasuke and Seikai are about to sneak up on them. But, like, as Obro turns away, Jiraiya, like, throws, like, an, an egg or something. I, I didn't quite catch what it, it was. It was an egg, yeah. Okay. So he throws an egg into Seikai's mouth and just, like, kind of gives him, like, a super quick look as Seikai is stumbling backwards. And then Obro and Jiraiya are gone. We go from there to, like... Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah, it's. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> so is, we go. It is Cocker Ranger Moss Eisley Cantina. They walk into like this scummy bar where like some pe- like it's just full of yokai. Everybody is in costume except for the pretty lady dancing on stage. I for sure because they like she's dancing in in like a in like a hot way. I guess is the thing, and they just. Obero like looks and he's just like, dude, check her out. Isn't she pretty? And I was really waiting for the drop there where she was gonna like spin around and have like a crazy monster face. It's like, but no, no. she's just nope, she's just like a good looking lady who's dancing. So that's a oh, thing. Here's, here's and something I else. am Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Oh no, I was just gonna say, I am also fairly certain that one of the monsters we saw there was the four heavenly kings. It was absolutely just with like a new paint job. Yeah, I, I have that in my notes. You see him like in passing and I got really excited because like, oh, like they're just reusing some of these suits from the previous year. And like the head has been repainted. So it doesn't look exactly the same. But yeah, it took me a second, but I was like, hold up, those are the four heavenly yeah, kings. Yeah, it cuts back to them at some point and there's a moment like it is a straight out of Moss Eisley Cantina moment where like it looks at that dude's face, he turns from side to side so you see both sides of his crazy monster head and then the camera cuts away. Yeah, so they're going to go take him to Boss Azukirai, I think is how it's I, is I what did it not like. write down his name, but that sounds about right. Yeah, so they're going to take him to see see the boss. And <laughs> there is another set of like those Venetian blind doors that we saw in the back of the arcade last episode. Dude, so I guess love them doors. They just really into like that particular like plantation style uh, door thing. I don't know why that's their thing, but it is. So the so Jiraiya opens the door, and Obro's just like, yeah, 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 just like go back that way, and like he's back there. Just go meet him. All right, cool. So Jiraiya, so Jiraiya opens the door, he looks in, and it's not like a regular hallway. It is like a evil cavern, like. Filled with fog, ominous fog. Yeah. So he starts walking through the cave, the cave, and he gets there's a spear trap, and then there's like a fireball trap. This is all rad. the classic traps. All the classic traps. Actually, and I, I we am had some traps gonna, earlier in. There were some traps in episode one. Like, yeah, been spiky. A, been a lot. This is a trap heavy show. Wow, it's about ninjas. Now that's true. That's a, like, they all have, I think you get disabled device and, you know, as like a class skill. Oh, absolutely. So it makes sense. you get disabled device. Yeah, that you would want to have traps in there because otherwise, you know, like, why would you bother to have the skill, But of course, right? they never use disabled device in this show. They only trigger the traps and then succeed in their deck save. Well, I was going to say, they also have very high reflex saves. So... I, I am going to jump up for just a second because he gets through. So, like, it's it's totally modern in the front. Then there's, like, an evil cave with traps. And then he gets to the back of it. And the the boss yokai's office is just, like, a totally modern office. So, <laughs> it's just, like, it's totally fine on either end. And then just an evil cave in the I, middle. I love that there's but, just a random evil hallway. It's so good. 
But before he gets there, we do get a quick shot, and it's Tsurahime and the rest of the Rangers, and they've they've broken this eggshell open, and there's a note inside. The, the eggshell that um, Jiraiya threw into Seikai's mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I have seen in an episode of a TV show that, like, putting things in eggshells is, like, a ninja thing. Uh, it might be. Which, like, makes a lot of sense, right? Sure. Yeah. So, it's, it's, you know, it is a way to hide a message. Yeah. So they open up the, the thing and like Seikai, I think, is looking at it and he's like, I don't know why I'm looking at this. I don't speak English. Yeah, it, oh, because it's written in English. Yeah. So they hand it to Tsuruhime and she sort of like sounds it out because she also doesn't speak great English, but she eventually kind of figures out what it says. And we... I feel like it might be a real problem for them if they don't speak English because if history is any indicator, literally all of their ninja gear is going to be labeled exclusively in English. <laughs> so that I feel like could be a very real problem for them. So, But she, she gets the note and the note basically says, listen, I, I know you guys are the Rangers. I am also, I am like tricking this dude to get a hold of your four... M- Makimoro scrolls. Right. And like, I'm like, this is a thing. Go get so you guys can also turn. Yeah. And then like, we can all hang out and be pals. I'm really looking forward to it. I will see you soon. You guys are the best. So they, so now we are back at like the completely modern office that's on the other end of the evil hallway. Now, by the way, when Jiraiya got to the end of that hallway, he like cracked open the door to see what was on the other side. And the door, like, sucked him through, and on the other side, he was caught in a cage. Oh, that's right. And so, it's just, like, he is now trapped in this cage, and the boss is, like, he's in, like, a military uniform, but he's got, like, moles, like, giant moles all over his face. it's a cop uniform. Oh, okay. And so, this is amazing. So, the yokai is also from America, Okay. So Wait, hold on. I he, is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hundred percent true. Well, he might not be from America, but he has been in America because he says, I like I just got back and I know that you've been chasing me because the American yokai keep me informed through the yokai network. Yes, dude, there is a yokai network. So these guys have got like Facebook or something. They have like a social <laughs> network that they let each other know like what's going on. And the boss, whose name I'm sure I'm butchering, but the, so boss as a Azukirai says, yeah, you think I stole the scrolls? Well, I did. I did steal the scrolls 400 years ago. And apparently that is why Jiraiya's family left Japan to go to America. They have spent all this time chasing those scrolls. Yes. Also, I think whoever is writing this scroll did not do a whole... I mean, I don't know why this is surprising, but did not maybe like do a whole bunch of reading on the timeline of America? Because 400 years before the show happened was like, 1592 and America just like wasn't a thing then. Well, at least it, it was certainly not the thing as we know it today. Yeah, like there were definitely people here, but like <laughs> not the sort of not... people that you would have gotten a cowboy outfit from. Yeah, no. Yeah, quite the opposite, in fact. So I'm sure anyways, so, but he stole the scrolls 400 years ago. The Jiraiya clan has been hunting them for all this time. Although, okay, to be fair to the show, they stole them 400 years ago. That does not necessarily mean that like, uh, yeah, okay. they stole them and went to America 400 years ago. That might be a much more recent uh, development. So, Azukirai says, hey, I bet you want to see where the scrolls are. Which is like... Well, yeah, sure. Of course I do. Yeah, like, sure. Totally. That is the totally. reason like, Let's here. go. So he says, he does like a little dance, which I think he, it's a very similar dance to the one the Kappa did. So maybe this is just like a thing. Um, and he teleports them. So this dude, uh, the sort of yokai that he is, apparently used to hang out in like rivers and so forth. 
And oh, so maybe the, they're the like the sound that he is supposed to be making is like the sound of beans being washed in the river. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, that makes total and sense. And so, yep. like, that is a sound that he is like approximating here when he is doing his weird yokai magic. Okay, so he does this thing, and he teleports himself and Jiraiya to the caldera of a volcano. Which conveniently, when you are not looking directly at the lava, looks exactly like a quarry. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, listen, Matt. If this show has taught me anything, is that quarry is like the baseline of all nature. Like, in its default state, unless you've done something to it, everything in nature is a quarry. Sure, and you can put water next to a quarry and it's a beach and you can put trees yeah. on top of a quarry and it becomes the forest. And or you can put fire in it and it's a volcano. Yes. So, <laughs> he's just like, "Yep, there's the scrolls. I stole them and I hid them on a table with like literally no security aside from the fact that they're by a volcano and I don't know why they haven't burned up yet." I don't know, but man. they have magic. Ninja magic. So it's cool. So he says, you want to go get the scrolls? Go get them. So he pushes the cage with Jiraiya in it towards the caldera and sort of like teleports away. Now, this is great because you see the cage like tumbling down the side of the hill, like into the volcano. And you like it's at a far enough distance that you cannot see very clearly into the cage. But it is certainly close enough that you can see that they have just like put a mannequin inside this thing and, like, strapped it to the cage to keep it upright. And it's just, like, flying around inside the cage in a way that a human body should not. It absolutely would not, would not do. But, thankfully, Jiraiya, or the mannequin that he has substituted for himself temporarily... Hey man, he's a ninja. They can has, do stuff like that. We saw that in a previous episode. Totally has a ninja rope. So he like gets the, he throws the rope out the cage and and, like catches himself and he's cool. But just as he does that, Obero shows up and is furious. He's like, how dare you? You tricked me, dude. I thought we were bros. And okay. Like I thought we were bros. I thought we were cool. (laughs) Here, Here is what I love about this moment is that up until the point that Jiraiya got to the other side of the thing and found and like encountered the boss. Like, Obero still thought that he and Jiraiya were bros, which means that he took his, like, new best friend and he sent him through a trapped hallway that was primed to murder him. Well, maybe he just, like, figured that it would be cool. Or... <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... Something, I guess? I just thought it was wonderful. I mean, clearly it was. He was right. It was cool. So that was fine. So he, but he is, he's so, he's like hurt and sad and betrayed. He's like, I can't believe you did this to me. Bullets. So you get bullets. I'm sad and upset. So you get bullets. Right. He's, he's, listen, he's, uh, we've only known him for a short amount of time, but in that time we have learned that this dude has two modes. He has like upset and put upon and furious and shooting bullets at you. Yeah. So as this is about to happen, the ninja elders appear to Jiraiya and they're just like, dude, you were supposed to, you were supposed to work with everybody else. Why are you like lone gunning it off by yourself and you don't get anybody, any help, which you feel like is a real dumb question because he's wearing a cowboy suit and he's an American. Right, I love how literal they got with it. Like, dude, this hotshot cowboy is literally running off on his own to do like some lone ranger stuff. And like in in a cowboy in outfit. In a cowboy outfit on rollerblades as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, although the rollerblades have mysteriously disappeared, which really like I was desperately hoping that that was just going to be a thing forever. It's not, it seems, but whatever. They're just like, dude, ju- you, we are not a culture that values the Lone Ranger. Like, you have to get with the team. Right. Like, like, stop, you just have to like I realize that you are an American, but, like, cut it out, dude. Like, stop being a cowboy. It is ninja time. Okay. So they're like, we're going to help you out like this one time. So they throw him his Doron charger. And also, so he, like, hangays. And then they, like telekinetically yoink the sword that is his from wherever it is like over to his cage 
But as it is, it's not teleported. Like they are just grabbing it because as it is flying towards him, it just happens to pass over Nekamaru. And so he looks out the window. She's like, oh, dude, that's Jiraiya's sword. Just follow the sword. That'll take us to where he is. And of course, it's She's totally 100% works. right. Yeah. And so the other rangers arrive. Jiraiya like cuts his way out. He gets the sword. He cuts his way out of the cage. So it's all five of them together. And they they have like maybe the slickest intro tagline yet. Oh, what, what is their tagline is? I wrote it down for how it was translated and how I was watching it. Okay. So it's striking down evil hidden from the eyes of men. But that's a, I don't know if... The, okay, so it could be... There's a comma, though, in the one that I saw. So it could be like two clauses, striking down evil, slash, hidden from the eyes of men. Or if there wasn't supposed to be a comma there, it could be like striking down evil, hidden from the eyes of men. I, I think that See? comma was supposed to be in there because the way it's translated okay, good, on the DVD... Okay, because that's way cooler. Yeah, the way it's translated on the DVD is uh, hit among the, or hide among the people and punish the evil. Yeah, that's awesome. Like as much as I love everybody else, that's that's like a million times hotter than shining in the shining in heavens. There are five stars. Like I like that, but dude, hide among the people, punish the wicked. Like that's slick, dude. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's so there are three ninja Sentai series, right? Um, yeah, it's this ninja and well, there's this Hurricane and um, ninja, which is the most recent one. Yeah. Okay. But Hurricaneger has a great transformation tagline. When the Hurricaneers transform, their tagline is unknown even to others, unknown even to the world. We become shadows to defeat evil. What? Yeah, dude. Hurricaneger yeah, no, is amazing. Sick. Like, their mentor is like a weird gerbil, and that's weird, but like, Hurricaneger is rad. Yeah, I'm not. Mm, that gerbil sounds okay, weird. Okay, he's a ninja master that got sounds... transformed into a gerbil. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, that makes total Obviously. sense. Okay, so all of this happens. So, like, they do the whole transformation. It's all five rangers all together for the first time. Totally rad. Uh, Obero is not impressed. He turns into a giant and, like, shirts a rampage. Sasuke does his uh, Kakure art, Art of the Giant Beast. He transforms into... What is it again, Matt? Uh, Saruder. Giant Beast Saruder. Uh, giant Beast Commander Saruder. Okay, so he turns into Saruder. Giant Beast General. Yeah, okay. So Giant Beast General Saruder. He starts fighting, but he is not strong enough to defeat Oboro on his own. The other four rangers are like, what are we going to do? Like, guys, obviously, you're going to... Right, you are going to become giants like, and fight this dude. Yeah, you're going to get ninja scrolls. So at this moment, so, Jiraiya looks down and is like, oh, yeah, right, the entire reason I came to Japan. So there are these scrolls right over there. Uh, we need to go get them because that's going to help us. And they're just like, okay, well, go he's get like, them. What? And he's like, mm, <laughs> I do not like it's heat. It's not super great for me down there with the lava. Not a fan. Maybe somebody else. And Surihime is like, no, 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 no. This is your fault. As a like, this is like, your, as yeah, your you punishment. Need to take care of you need to go get that. Which I so love. he does. Which I, I love a because it's a great moment, and b because it, it it is reinforcing the fact that Surihime is in charge. Like everybody listens to Surihime. Yeah, it's like I really, really dig it, and I hope that it does not change. Uh, so he kind of like repels down. He gets the scrolls. He brings them back well, up. He, as he's and as he's they... coming back up, uh, Obero looks down. And is like, oh no, no, that's not good. Like I'm going to stop you. Starts shooting like you know flaming bullets at him. Uh, Jiraiya looks up to his bros and is like, dudes, help me! But he's shouting in English, which I only mention because oh. <laughs> it's going to be important in <laughs> another right. scene. Like. They might not speak English, but they know that, like, they should be helping this guy. So they all pull out their lasers and start shooting at Obero to, like, you know, distract him. Jiraiya is able to get back up to the ridge of the volcano. Yeah. So he gives everybody their scrolls, and they all turn into their, like, Kakure-style giant beasts. So it's white crane, yellow bear, blue wolf... And black 
he's a, I, he's I a had to look dude. this one up. Yeah, he's a frog dude, and that's you might remember me saying the other day, like that's Jiraiya's thing. Like, dude does frog magic. Absolutely. Toad. So he's actually a toad. These dudes, they are called okay, so Surahime's is called Kark. These are all, I think okay, I know, because I looked it up. Uh these are all based on the Japanese names for these animals, with like okay. other bits put in around them to make them sound more like robot names. Awesome. Um so it is Kark is uh, Surihime, um, which is the crane. Uh, the Yellow Rangers is Kumard or Kumardo, and that is the bear dude, because Kuma is a bear. Uh, okay. Logan is the wolf, and Gamma is the frog. Got it. They so, rule. Yeah, they look super rad. The only thing that's a little weird to me is, like, they are straight up just people-shaped, with, like, animal heads, kind of, except for White Crane, who just seems like she's wearing a helmet of some kind. Yeah, I think maybe they couldn't figure out how to make, like, a crane beak look cool, so they just gave up and gave her a completely different head. Right, which is legit, because, like, that's gotta be, like, how are you gonna get that to look right? So, they all start fighting Obro, all right? And they're like, they do this thing and they're like, art of combination. And I was just like, no way. Are these guys combining their giant robots <laughs> Dude, already? This is amazing. I seriously thought they were going to combine into a giant robot. But instead, what they do is somehow even more wonderful, especially for a third episode. So what they do is they just jump on top of each other and somehow stick together like an invincible robot general Pyramid? It's like a human pyramid, and then they just... except instead of kneeling on each other's backs, they're standing on each other's shoulders. Yeah, and then they just, as a unit, like spin around real fast the... and do it a technique called Void Hurricane. Yes, so they do this hurricane move, and I'm like, okay, that's like a cool thing. Like, they didn't actually combine, but they got to do like a ninja hurricane, and that's fun. I wonder what is that's going rad. to happen with the rest of this fight. So it, what happens is nothing. Right. Like that's that it. Is, Obero just dies, and he's like super cash about it. He's like, "They got me," uh, and then he just dies. And as his like energy is floating up into the sky to join the cloud of yokai energy, he's like, "Man, even in death, I got bullied by humans. This sucks." Yeah, and then he's just dead. So I actually feel kind of bad for. Obero. I do feel a little bad for that dude. So they go back Let there. Us, okay, as as he dies. No, never mind. We'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. So they go back to the crepe truck and they're all just kind of like giving Jiraiya some attitude about the fact that he speaks English. And they're just like, dude, we know you speak Japanese. Like, you're not cool. Just speak Japanese. Because he is speaking to some customers in English, like some girls. You're right. Uh, and kind of getting a little flirty. His dialogue is very like, it's just words. It doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh, hey, yes, good. How? Yes, of course. Like, the words that he is saying, like, kind of string together into sentences, but do not make any, like... Like, there is no way that that conversation would be at all interesting. So, yeah, like, it's just them at the crepe truck. And, and like, that's and, it. And then we get a quick shot of the yokai boss has escaped and has, like... He he walks by some garbage and he sort of like picks up the lid of a garbage can and then hops in and then his head comes back out but it's like attached to the lid of the garbage can and he's a garbage can yeah, monster. Yeah, he now. is the garbage can monster that we saw for like a hot second in the first episode. Yeah, so that's that's it. Which like we're three episodes deep. We've got all the rangers. We've got some giant robots. Like I feel like we're making a pretty good pretty good progress here. Yeah. We we I still honestly do not know how like the giant invincible Shogun Castle is like I don't think they control him. I think that's just a dude that hangs it, out. Yeah, it does not seem to be the case. Because I thought that these like the five like monster ro- or giant like animal robots were gonna transform into that dude. But that didn't happen. But no, that is not like they are different because they're not like they are giant robots, but they're not because Okay, do you, before we tar- start talking about the monster, have any final thoughts on this episode? Any standout moments? Anything like that? Uh, I am really digging that 
Tsuruhime is for all intents and purposes in charge, despite the fact that she's not the Red Ranger. Dude, I, I love think it. it's a really fun twist, and I and I really like it. And also, like just everything about Jiraiya. Yeah, I love is, how is blowing my mind. I love how jarringly American he is. Uh, I loved the crazy monster like Star Wars Cantina. It's I I am dude. I'm digging. It's it. Like it's all pretty gold. I ain't gonna lie. So the next question, Matt, is where. Where does Obero fit on the creature Royale? Where indeed? Okay, so where does this dude go? Okay, first of all, I love his look. Love the design. And I, I also just like, I just love that it is like a structural thing. That it's like clearly driving around on some sort of cart. Like it's just such a neat idea. So he gets a ton of points for me on that. Yeah, I'm already looking pretty high. Definitely like, higher than uh, Kappa and Roka Rokabi. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is he cooler than... Okay, it's tough because his design is so rad. But as a character, there's not a whole lot going on. Like, he's a taxi driver. He just kind of wants to be a taxi driver, but he's angry at people because they're all jerks. He does I'm have. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have a certain degree of like pathos. Know, exactly. Like I empathize with the dude. He's not just monster of the week. Okay, so I would say better than the priestesses. Yeah, I mean, I would think based on design alone, and also like, listen, man, he's a he's a car monster who farted on him, and he yeah. like you know. He was super excited. Like, we didn't mention this, but when they went to the bar, he got, like, super excited about the fact that he was getting back into villainy. Yeah, like, he's just... He's, like, he's just been waiting. He's so hungry for it. Because I feel like he had just been spending the last however long just legitimately being a taxi driver. And, like, I don't know if he was like trying to go straight or if he had just been forced into it because he didn't have his powers. Nah, man. I think he has just been like desperately waiting to throw off those shackles. So definitely better than the jewelry priestesses. Better than Pachinko Master? Um, yeah, I would say he's better than Pachinko Master. Definitely okay. more memorable. Let's jump up then. Iron Mask Churyu. Ooh. Lipstick Songstress. I'm uh, saying not as cool as Iron Mask Churio. Okay, so he's above Pachinko Master, below Iron Mask Churio. We've got we've got Lieutenant Churio in there. Um, do we? I feel bad splitting up. Uh, oh no, wait, never mind. Lieutenant Churio was never associated with Iron Mask Churio. He was Kazuki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So dude. I would say above Lieutenant Churio. Okay, let's put him right I'm in cool there. Cool with that. All right, so Oborogumura comes in at spot number, what is that? 13. 13, 13 on, on the, the list. list of monsters. And I think that's going to do it for us. Yes, that is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Kaka Ranger. Before we finish up here, I would like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. Want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter? We are at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, that's what's going to help new people find the show. Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Over Radio. Once again, we're the Super Sentai Brothers. I am Matt. I'm Dave. And we will see you next week. Calculate.